0: Welcome to Courts at Indiana Podcast, I'm Jim Reamer, we're recording episode 170 on Sunday evening, right before the Super Bowl. We're recording this podcast in two different segments, we recorded the main part of our podcast earlier this morning, where we talked in depth about the Carmel versus Center Grove situation, Uh, we will definitely get to that. We'll be joined by uh, Kyler uh, Kyler Staley, Dominic Neely, and uh, Zach Tyler, as I'm watching Super Bowl start out of the corner of my eye anyway let's get up to date on some recruiting news and then we'll get into the uh, main part of the podcast uh jake cherry a senior center from eastern high school in pekin indiana 610 center received an offer from iu kokomo Tucker day and cannon hauser both juniors from the fort wayne area both received offers from indiana tech tucker is from homestead a 6768 uh, center from homestead Ken hauser is a 6'4-65 wing from carroll Jordan Green, uh, a, a 6'5 forward from Northside in Fort Wayne, received an offer from Franklin. Braylon Russell also received an offer from Franklin, the 6'4, 6'3 senior wing from Lawrence Central. And Jared Bonds, a 6'5 senior forward from Carmel, received an offer from St. Francis. Commitment-wise, Jack Price from Mishawaka Marion committed to Ohio Northern. That is Division Three program. And then Isaiah Malone, Six-seven senior center forward from Prairie Heights. So it was good that St. Francis got a guy that they've been targeting and it, it's nice to see NAI schools target kids earlier uh, especially in the case of Indiana Tech and you, you see it reading the benefits here with, with St. Francis picking up a guy that they that they've been on for a while. You know the NAI schools who said it repeatedly they are the benefactor of the Division II level being underrepresented in this state, there's only two Division II schools in Indiana, University of Indianapolis, which relies primarily on the transfer portal, and then Purdue-Cal up in uh, Northwest Indiana. They are a newer Division II program that um, is slowly getting uh, getting around Indiana, but but they do kind of keep to the Northwest part of the state and, and into, um, into Illinois and Michigan. So... Um, before we get straight to the Center Grove uh, Carmel discussion, I want to I wanted to clarify that um, you know we're this is a basketball website and the the situation involved the basketball game at Center Grove. It has nothing in our it has nothing and our views have nothing to do with the Center Grove basketball team or its coaching staff. This is simply a situation where the basketball game was setting. And to that end, while I'm sure others are obviously fans of other sports, it'll be too bad if those two programs can't compete against each other. Um, I, I know that there is um, an inclination that this is a, Carmel's wanting this because of what happened at the basketball game. Uh, it, I think it goes a little bit deeper than that, but they have not commented. And we do, during our little 40-minute discussion, connect some dots on based on what has happened in the past that is documented and a couple in one situation well and that's hold on. a couple of things that have been documented in the past and then a couple of other things that um, are kind of tied to it and you would think that the bottom line is quit letting kids rush the court that's kind of where we end up with it and I'm sure there I know there is a strong maybe small group of center grove adults who are pushing for uh, osborne to be punished thinking that he instigated this thinking he's the cause of it the video does not support that he did make his way through this the center grove student section that was on the floor but they were in a place that they should not be that's that's my opinion and i feel that way in all regards uh college or high school period um, I'm not gonna deviate from that. It, it's all fun, it's great. It looks fun to be a kid like that, I get it. But it, but it's fun until it's not. And that's a situation where it turned in not so fun. That should have been a fun evening for the Center Grove basketball. That should have been a fun night for Coach Holland. Uh First time he's had a chance to get over the hump. You think about the good teams he's had there at Center Grove, especially with the four years with Trace Jackson Davis. This is their first opportunity to get over the hump. At what has been otherwise a great tenure as the head coach at Center Grove, um, but this situation is what it is. And right now, I'm going to bring on Zach and Dominique and Kyler, and we're going to we're going to talk about it here after this quick break. All right, joined now by Zach Tyler, Dominique Neely, Kyler Staley. We are recording in different segments today, so you listen to me muddle through the recruiting, the recruiting updates. And sorry for not getting input. We were all kind of on a different schedule today, so we are. Um, I, I guess our primary topic today is going to be Carmel versus Center Grove. I, you know, I appreciate Carmel people, versus
1: the world. Uh, yeah,
0: I appreciate <laughs> that people think that I have input or or insight on this situation. I not, I don't specifically. I do because I guess probably all four of us have heard other things associated with it. Uh, But, and I certainly have, I've got friends in both locker rooms, friends in both communities and that are in and around the basketball program. We're not necessarily, I've already said that part about the end part, but, but I mean, it is unfortunate, but
2: I don't, I don't know. I, it's to me, you bottom line it, we need to quit. I've long advocated. We need to quit having students storm
0: the court at, at all levels. And I guess the main levels are college and, and high school. And, you know, of course the, 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 immediate reaction to that obviously last week, Indiana fans stormed the court when they beat Purdue, the immediate reaction to that as well, it's just kids having fun. Okay. Well, kids are young and dumb in college. They're young, dumb, and drunk. <laughs> Maybe not all of them, (laughs) but some of them.
1: Why don't we break down the situation for some people?
0: Well, if they're listening to this, they probably know what's. They got to know what the basics are, right? I mean, basically, this happened the first weekend in January, maybe the second, maybe the first full weekend in January. Center Grove beats Carmel at the buzzer, somewhat questionable call, certainly from Carmel's perspective. Um, which only probably impacts Coach Osborne's state of mind as she's trying to get everybody off the court through handshake lines and all that stuff. Hell, we could talk about handshake lines too. During COVID, it was a simple wave and a a couple of air fist bumps, and nobody seemed to mind. Uh, But now we're back to full-blown layup or handshake (laughs) lines. That's fine. And then they had to walk diagonally across the court in theory to their locker room, and and that's where things got interesting. Center Grove fans rushed the court. You can clearly see in the video the coach Osborne pointing to the players, the Carmel players, to avoid the the mob. And mob's probably too big a word to avoid the crowd, and basically pointed at Josh McRoberts, who's on Carmel staff, who's six ten and hard to miss in any crowd, let alone let alone a one where there aren't other NBA players rolling around. And Carmel kids, the players started walking that way around the crowd, but coach Osborne started to walk through it. I don't know if he did it on, I don't think he did it on purpose, but he didn't avoid it. Um, he of course do, do what you do when you're trying to get through a crowd. And then a center Grove student who we now know is a center Grove football player that becomes a point of order here soon. Uh, decided to chuck Osborne. Probably was a kid that Osborne, you know, sort of bumped into trying to get through the crowd and the kid chucked him to the ground. I, I assume he went to the ground. I've I've not heard that confirmed from, I've heard people say he went down to the ground, but anyway, definitely shoved him. Osborne got up, started to go after the kid. This is all in the video. Coach Hahn from Center Grove, who had seen the shove, went after Osborne to hold him back. And then once Ryan started walking toward his bench or his locker room, I'm sorry, his locker room, nobody else from Carmel really came over there. No, There was no no other involvement. Uh, You can see Coach Hahn blitzing through the crowd to approach the kid that did it. And from there, the video kind of ends. The actual game video that Center Grove puts up on that put up on YouTube. They cut away for highlights. The, the, the TV crew, not knowing what was going on, it wasn't They're not like they were trying to hide anything. TV crew cut away to highlights. And so you can't see it. And that's probably the best. That's probably the best video. I would assume Center Grove has.
2: An unaltered form of that video and can go through um
0: because quite honestly until carmel sent carmel sent center grove a a letter saying we no longer wish to participate in school sport activities with you guys and center grove is shocked and I, i will say from their perspective they thought the issue was dead oh i don't know what about a week or so after it was over the 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 kid was suspended by the school, but then that's where things start to get interesting. Um, what we do know is that the, the kid's father, who was of well means financially, and it only matters because he threatened to sue the school. That's being reported from the center growth side. And keep in mind, none of this has anything to do with the basketball program at Center Grove. It was certainly the stage and has been the stage of another situation. One in their hometown and one not in their hometown. But none of this has anything to do with the basketball team, the basketball coaches, the basketball players. To me, this is an administrative issue at, at Center Grove. Um, and from a decision-making standpoint, it's probably an administrative issue at Carmel too. I I don't know that, I don't know Osborne's disposition. Carmel has not commented. And as a friend of mine who works for a newspaper here in the state said last night, we were DMing back and forth on Twitter. When you don't comment, you leave it to other people to start connecting dots. So. The kid gets suspended, but the father threatened to sue the school because they think Osborne went through the fans shoving people, and he didn't. The video does not support that. I didn't see it that way. There are objective people on other social media platforms,
2: and by objective, meaning I don't know who they are. They have nothing to do with Carmel, said they don't see it that way. And I guess the only
0: reason why it matters what that it was a social other social media platforms is because the video that is circulating is on Instagram put out by a a center grove, presumably a parent, even though he doesn't have a son, a kid on the team whose name matches his last name on his Instagram handle. But,
2: um, the then what I found out, yes day was
0: today Sunday Friday was that the father then also emailed Carmel High School I assume he emailed Jimmy Inskeep the AD and maybe copied Coach Osborne maybe copy Ryan
2: demanding that Carmel punish or discipline Osborne again the thought there being
0: that Osborne instigated all this and that this kid was defending himself. From what I heard when the, the dad filed suit or threatened to file suit. And at that point, he's just trying to get an injunction. That would, that would be the immediate thing he would get.
2: Uh, Center Grove ceases suspension. I do know that Carmel is unhappy with how Center Grove has handled it. Clearly. Um, I did not think it would
0: come to this. Um, and when I say I do know that Carmel was upset with how it was handled, I'm talking like it was upset. It was, that was noted. Where are we? We're on, Jan- we're on February 11th today, 12th. That was noted the week after it happened, that they were unhappy with how things were handled. Clearly, they have not gotten any happier about it. Uh, because things have sort of devolved into what is now them wanting out of athletic contracts.
2: Um, my knee-jerk reaction is quit letting students rush the court. You guys are
0: free to disagree after I get done ranting or whatever. This isn't really ranting, but after we get after I get done summing up things, it it is all fun and games until the joke is, you know, the line is, it's all fun and games, so someone loses an eye. It's all fun and games until it's not, until
2: it's violent. And it was violent. And is there a world where, is there a version of
0: this where Coach Osborne does not go through the mob? I can, uh, the crowd, I, I quit saying mob, it wasn't a mob. Quit going through the crowd, where he doesn't go through the crowd, sure. But there's also a version of this, for Center Grove administration makes it clear in a tight ball game that students are not to rush the court. Period. I went back and watched the Carmel Noblesville video from 2020 in the year of our COVID Lord. And that thing, the little state tournament was ended. Carmel beat Noblesville on a last second shot. Carmel students did not rush the court. That is a much bigger game than what happened at Center Grove. It was at Noblesville.
2: And Noblesville PA announcer, damn near every timeout, every
0: little free throw delay, you know, time, you know, stoppage due to free throws, said, the end of the game, please stay off the court. And what was a one-possession ball game with Carmel winning at the buzzer? Noblesville administrative officials were lined up in front of the Noblesville student section. Carmel administrative Officials were lined up in front of the Carmel student section. Jackson Jensen buried a three. Yeah, the jumper. Sorry, I don't know if it was a three or not. I can't remember now. Buried a jumper. Carmel wins. Nobody rushes the court except the Carmel players. And I think at the end of that little clip, a stray coach wanders into the picture, pretty pumped up.
2: Now, earlier this year, Noblesville beat Carmel at the buzzer. Cooper Bean hit a great shot.
0: <laughs> he he immediately ran to their locker room. I think not now that now that I say that, no, he didn't. He ran the opposite corner of his locker room, and of course, the students all followed him there. It was kind of funny. And again, it was it was cute. It was fun. That's fine. But again, you get you have to manage for the worst case scenario, in my opinion. I remember Gary Harris hitting a shot. At the buzzer to to win their first sectional, or at least the semifinal game, when he was a junior. And HSC students basically chased him off the court too. Had he ran over toward, I think it was North Central. Had he ran over to the North toward the North Central bench or you know, the benches where the handshake line was taking place you know, who knows, maybe there would have been something there, but the path he took was the exact same path Cooper Bean took, which was away from everybody else. You know, and in the moment, it's funny. It's cute. It's awesome. I mean, it's, you know, you the adulation of that moment, even this year, Noblesville beats karma. I was happy for Cooper. You know, they, they got a little bit of a monkey off their back and, and their students were excited, and, and he he ran, he ran the hell in the other direction. He was probably trying to get away from them. Um, but I'll give you two instances where it's problematic. 2009, Carmel had not lost to Zionsville in God knows how long. Zionsville finally beats them. Zionsville students rush the court. Two of them head straight to the Carmel players and one of them chests leskowski from carmel who immediately decks him and puts him to the ground (laughs) that started to get a little ugly luckily the adults in the
2: room took care of it nothing else happened leskowski got in trouble you know that was the infamous group that was hazing that poor manager but
0: Somebody wants to talk about that separately. An entire coaching staff lost their job over that situation and kids got kicked off the team.
2: So they were duly punished, but that's separate. But Laskowski punched him. And you think, okay,
0: well, that's a Carmel thing. Well, the week before this thing happened at Center Grove, Center Grove was playing Kokomo. And they beat Kokomo at the buzzer. And the Kokomo crowd rushed the court. And one of the kids in the Kokomo crowd came up from behind Will Spellman, grabbed him, started pulling on his jersey, presumably trying to pull him down. And luckily, Spellman did not react in a physical way. His reaction was to just get out of there. And he did. Spellman's a big boy. Zach Tyler, I don't know if you've seen him. He looks like an offensive lineman.
1: Yeah, I've, I remember that.
0: He is not an offensive lineman, but he looks like an offensive lineman. Yeah. And the, the kid that hopped, the kid that was trying to drag him down would have had a bad situation if Stallman would have retaliated. <laughs> now, Center Grove, I don't know that anything was done. You know, and again, nothing happened there, but man, could it have happened? So why have it, why put yourself in harm's way? This was just the week, when was that event? That was the Kokomo tournament. So that was the week before, so a week before this happened at Center Grove, it happened to Center Grove at Kokomo. I would just tell administrators, quit letting kids rush the court. You know, that, yeah. that to me, that's the simplest way.
1: Easy solution. Yeah.
0: It, I mean, I know it's, you know, they want to run the, I mean, I'd never, I always sat over the bench, so I never really had, was in a position to rush the court. In um, the moment it's fun until something like this happens. And, and now we have this crap storm of a situation Because, again, teenage kids can just not really be paying attention to what the hell is going on or or not be mature enough to handle the situation. I guarantee after the game, Osborne's face probably looked like he was ready to go through people. (laughs) The way they lost, he was not happy about. And I'm speculating his disposition, but I've seen him after losses. He's not it's not confrontational, but he's definitely not happy. Um, now, last thing, I've been told that this has not this this is just the final straw. I'm sure the father's Center Grove's reaction to the situation it's been reported has upset Carmel. I'm sure the father emailing Carmel didn't help um, soothe anything and beyond that it's only speculation but here are the things we know about what's happened at center grove the last few years
2: one we have the blackface situation on the football bus after after a game um who'd they beat <sighs> I looked it up and I didn't even pay attention to who they beat um After winning state, who did they beat in the state tournament? Well,
0: it looks like they beat Westfield, and there was some other stuff coming out of that. And then we also have the situation where a member of their student body, who also happened to be a football player, openly mocked
2: James Franklin by having a seizure on the floor as James Franklin
0: was shooting free throws. And again, I don't know. I don't know if that's a a suspendable offense in a school. I don't, I have no, and I'll be honest. I have no clue if those two things have anything to do with Carmel's point of view, but those things happen.
3: I remember, I remember that Franklin situation. That was, I was bad. Franklin was from Cathedral, right? Correct. Yeah. And, I'm, and yeah. I'm done. That's all
0: That's all the information I have. I, I, to me, it's and, – and you guys, I'll let you guys chime in here in 20 seconds. Again, could Osborne have taken a different path? Absolutely. Should those fans be in a position where they can do that? No, they shouldn't, period. And, again, it's fun, and I, and I know I have a couple friends that are involved in the athletics program at, at Center Grove – they are, kids will be kids. I, you know, they're very, you know, nothing happened. I mean, like something did happen, but. So I kind of disagree with that. Um, you know, and we both swap story. When we happened, we saw this and nothing, you know, great. Everything is cool until it's not. And then it gets out of hand in a hurry. I would just quit letting teenage kids rush the court after
3: after games. So this happened on January 6th. Yes. Was that was it talked about like right after?
0: No, not necessarily. So it's
3: it's, it's a. Yeah, it's it's a bigger deal now because they're canceling basically trying to cancel all sports from the Carmel and Center Grove playing. Correct.
0: Well, it's certainly an issue today. It's, It's certainly an issue today because of that. Senator Grove thought it was done. Thought it was a dead issue from here on, you know, from here on out, they felt like they addressed it as best as they could. They expressed, there was an expression in real time that they knew Carmel wasn't happy with it. But again, uh, being tossed around back channels, especially through a couple other media members who cover high school sports in the state, it's, it's being noted that there is more, it was more than this stat. That was just the final nail. Although, maybe a pretty big nail. I, I think it was Center Grove going back on their suspension. And, and if I'm wrong on that, somebody from Center Grove, I, I was told from a Center Grove source that the dad threatened the school and that the school ended the suspension. I honestly don't know if Carmel knew
4: that. I asked that question. They're like, well, we don't know. Do you think the dad being involved just kind of put the gas on the fire? and oh, just made no, it a, no. Question. Made it a lot worse. Do, do you, do no you think that Carmel would have would have not, you know, sent out a letter saying that they wanted to stop playing Center Grove and, you know, athletic events if the dad wasn't involved?
0: Well, the dad's involvement certainly complicates Center Grove's response. Not that Center Grove has any control over who the dad emails. Right. But at this point, you just let sleeping dogs lie. This is a, you know, this is a guy that, that, you know, look, when you can afford to do things, you can, you can do it, you know? If you got money, it's. I mean, if you got money to burn, it's. It's nothing to go into a court and file for an injunction, you know. Which, which then Center Grove would have to answer to, which would cost them money, you know. And, and if he wanted to fight it, tooth and nail, you know, he would have the means to do so. And a, a suspension does not look good on a on a trans, you know, on a on a transcript. I don't know if suspensions show up or not
4: um Was he suspended indefinitely? No,
0: I doubt it. No, I doubt it. It Was probably just a week or something like that.
4: See, I I feel like then, I mean, serve your suspension and then move on. If there's a certain timeline,
0: well, sure, Uh, you're account. Sure, you're you're accountable for yourself. Yeah, and and you're not the one shoving people over. I mean Dominique played in high school. Kyler played in high school Zach did you play in high school i dabbled i you dabbled i yeah. I didn't play basketball in high school no, nobody rushed the field There wasn't a big enough crowd at baseball games to rush the field if
1: <laughs> somebody I mean, let, had a
0: walk if somebody had
1: a walk off maybe let the other team get off the court then then do it if you got to do it I mean
4: that that's my thought process. I I keep well, that, going back to when I was in school for a women's um, B game, and you know they they let the other team get off the floor, and then the athletic director let us rush the floor while the B and L girls were on the floor.
0: And I and that's 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 a logical response. It does kind of ruin the moment.
4: Yeah, a little lame after that.
0: It is at that point you're just kind of hopping around. <laughs> <laughs> A delay. Yeah, a little, I mean, I'll be honest. I Cooper Bean hit that shot against Carmel. I was so happy for that kid. The, I mean, I like adulation. So any anytime I see, especially young young guy, young players, athletes, do something that gives them adulation. I mean, when I when I was a younger guy, I would have hated that shot. I would have hated Cooper Bean because he beat Carmel. And, <laughs> and I remember when they beat Carmel once in the section with the last second shot. I remember seeing the Noblesville fan reaction in my head, in my sleep for days. <laughs> I can still tell you to this day where I was sitting. Yes. I can't, I don't remember the year, but I can still still tell you the day I was sitting in the front row, right about, I don't know, five or six seats to the right of the tunnel. If you're facing the court. When that shot went up and in, I was in, I was either, I was in middle school or the very tail end of, had to be middle school. Or the very tail end of – of because those were their really good teams. And, and we were right there with them. And I'll be damned if somebody didn't hit a buzzer beater and <laughs> send us home.
2: I don't remember the Noblesville fans rushing the court. I remember the players celebrating. But
4: – That's that's my thing, too. What was, the, what was the significance of Center Grove beating Carmel? Was Carmel on, like, this – Crazy winning streak over Center Grove. Yeah. Okay. Because I I've never, had like, never yeah.
0: beaten Carmel.
4: Okay. Because I was thinking in my head, I was just like, man, they're both two, you know, highly ranked teams in the state. Like I, I, I didn't see the point of that, but I, I guess I see why the students would rush the floor.
0: And, and I know Dominique was going to interject here, but I'll say something relevant to that. I, again. When Carmel won their sectional game at against Noblesville, they didn't rush the floor, and a, and a friend of mine said, "Yeah, well, Carmels used to win in big games." And okay, okay, cool, <laughs> they are. But Noblesville, it, they were on top of it, and it didn't. I'm telling you, it didn't happen. Not because Carmels used to win in big games. That's all fun and dandy. But the, the Noblesville administration, in, in conjunction with the Carmel administrator, they were on top of it. But it was the Noblesville PA announcer
2: saying, do not, please stay off the floor. Every chance he got in the final minute. And I
0: coached Jackson, so I was as happy as anybody. I probably would have been down there too if i had been close. But Noblesville administration, they were proactive. They were proactive verbally. They were proactive physically. And I think in a tight ball game, It should be imperative at this point going forward that administrations do the same thing because you're going to get somebody hurt. Think of all the brawls that we've seen just among teams here recently, right? Been bad. uh, Don't I don't want to miss this, mix this up. Um, Griffith. Right. I'm just going to be able to name one. I believe so. I remember it was the Did Murphy you know. Twins. It was the Murphy yeah.
1: Twins. Oh,
0: yeah. You know, and and games that matter among rivals get heated. The fans, even, even athletes in other sports, especially the students, aren't going to have the discipline to control. Uh, let me say it again aren't going to have as much discipline to control themselves as the players on the floor do, because in that moment, the players on the floor are the the guys that have things at stake. The dudes in the stands don't have very much at stake. Now they can get suspended. They can get in trouble and cause them to have issues with their sport, perhaps later on.
3: But There's a little incident at Bahe Arena Friday night, Northside. Yeah. Dwanger. We saw that little clip. I don't know if anything's coming to that, but
0: we can. Yeah, we could. Zach was like, we're only going to have an hour to do this. We're not going to have time. I (laughs) forgot
3: about the fact that
0: we could talk about That's the other thing that's going on this year. And people don't know the video that something happened in the Fort Wayne North Dwinger game. And all of us, I don't know the players involved. We don't even need to name the players involved because they weren't the ones at fault. Uh, A Fort Wayne North assistant comes off off the bench as these two guys are talking trash to each other and chests up the Dwinger guy. (laughs) there have been three instances this year where I've seen assistant coaches trash talking kids. And they're all younger. They're all younger. Um, One incident I heard specifically that bum can't shoot as the kid nails a three, he looks over and says something at the coach, probably an FU. And then the coach fired back. You need to worry about yourself. And I was like, dude, you need to worry about yourself. (laughs) so if you're a young assistant shut up and sit on the bench just you're not you're not involved you're you're practice fodder you know see i don't know we don't have any background in that situation do
3: we dominique no no, I just saw that clip or and that was that was about it. But yeah, it didn't, it didn't look great guy, from the coach's perspective. That guy
0: needs to be removed from the bench. Period.
3: Yeah, he, he shouldn't
4: be uh on the coaching staff after that.
0: Not not at least for the rest of this year. I'm not saying he needs to have his whole coaching career tarnished by it, but he needs to be removed. I mean, that's it's ridiculous.
4: Stay on the shut it's- up, s- sit down and shut up. It's pathetic to have an adult do that to a kid. You know what I mean? I mean, I
0: don't, and I don't know what led up to it. Doesn't, and not, nothing makes that right. And North has had some issues, man. That that deal with Northrop last year. There are enough emotions going on in a, in a hotly contested game. We don't need adults adding to it either, especially adults. Well, we don't need adults adding to it, whether they're in the stands or in the, in the bleachers and, and or on the stands or in the bench. And again, we know a lot more about this because everything's captured on video now and social media It ends up on social media Has stuff like that happened in the past. Probably. I don't think it's any more prevalent today, even the trash-talking part, than it used to be, Um, other than that coaching staffs are now bigger than they used to be, and usually the guys at the end of the coaching staff are younger guys who are prone to a little bit more chatter. And I'm someone that is, as I've coached, looked down at the other team's bench and told him to shut up. So, but I'm not, I'm not talking to a kid. You know, but anything else on Carmel v. Center Grove? Zach, Zach, did you have anything else on the, who brought up the Dominic brought up the coaching thing? Zach, did you have anything?
1: No, I don't think so just the maybe hold off until the other team's off until you school, storm if you got a storm. But I'm not a fan either.
0: It's just, yeah,
2: it's just not as fun. I mean, I get it. It is the right thing. It is the best thing to do. I don't know. Maybe they don't think about it during a regular season game. I don't know. Um, But you know, and like I said, the, there is a world where Osborne maybe doesn't take that
0: path. The guy in the Instagram video is with his finger shows a path that Osborne takes and it's not anywhere close to where Osborne was <laughs> it's like, he's literally on the fringe of maybe too deep, two people deep into this, into the center Grove student, into the student, uh, the crowd. And you can hear the PA guy come over and go, please, you know, everybody get off the court, everybody get off the court. It got urgent there for a second. And Han was, as much as you can do, again, Han was in a crowd too. As much as you can do in a crowd, Han was chasing after that kid. Certainly to just admonish him. But I know video was used in in actually determining, making sure they got the right kid. Um. But certain people are trying to say, not not Center Grove, keep in mind, Center Grove is not, certain people are trying to say Osborne was in there shoving people around, He, he and that part Center Grove is
2: not saying. Or if they are, it's not coming from any known direction that I speak to. there's a couple of people trying to push that narrative and it's just, it's, no, it's just not, the
0: video doesn't support it. And I've talked to two or three other members of the media who have also seen, obviously seen the video and they're like, no, we, nobody sees it that way. Except for the dude that posted on
2: IG and this kid's dad. So it's too bad because it is a good rivalry
0: um there's a north side south side thing that's kind of fun people are saying well carmel won the guy it because they're tired of losing my football i, I that's fine I, I haven't been to a carmel football game since it's been 15 years it's been 18 years since i've been to a, it was 15 years my 30th class reunion where i tried to go to a game for the first time in 15 years it has been 18 years since i've been to a carmel football game <laughs> I commit enough Friday nights to high school sports throughout the year that I don't need to double down come football season. <laughs> so, all right, we got to clarify the uh, draw situation. At least <laughs> so,
3: yeah,
0: really? Yeah, evidently, I I thought that they were going to handle the draw on the boys' side differently from the girls' side, but they're not. So next week they're going to draw the sectional and regionals. They're going to draw the regionals separately, but during the sectional during that same broadcast. So it's possible that sectional 1 winner can play the sectional 4 winner or the sectional 3 winner. I had it laid out numerically, I was I was wrong. I like that. I like for it all to be random. Remember, people want seeding at the sectional level. The, the sample sizes that we can argue about that next week if you want, but I can tell you right now my my short answer is the the sample size isn't big enough for it to matter at the sectional level. You want to see the you want to see the whole tournament and or or maybe entire regions and not worry about geography. I'm all for it, but geography matters in schools that have
3: limited budgets. Yeah, I just I just noticed on the girls' side yesterday for regionals it was not like one, one versus Correct. two, three versus yeah, four. I've, so, I'm, so I'm just like, why, why would the boys do it different? That's why I mentioned that I didn't know what yeah. was doing. The...
0: No, that's right, and I was wrong. I was, I mean, I, I did kind of hedge on it when we talked about it last week. Was it last week? But I definitely was wrong, uh, and. I knew the boys. I didn't realize the girls were going to draw the semi state out separately. So there's a a drawing show later today. And I asked, "Why would the boys do that? Why couldn't the boys just do everything at one time like the girls?" So I was wrong on that. But we both—I mean—an extra TV show is extra ad revenue, right? (laughs) Yes, sir. Which that's fine. I do think it's kind of exciting. I mean, I, I do think it's kind of neat that we're going to have. I like. Look, we we talked about this. I like the the flip flop of the section of the regionals in the semi states. I think after a a long week of sectionals, you get a one game break, so to speak, and then the next week, you come back with two. But think about this. Before class basketball, regional, semi state, and state were each two rounds. So you're playing two games a day if you want to win, or two, yeah, two games a day for three weeks if you want to win a, a state championship. That was a grind. I remember Frankfurt losing a, a regional final game because against Brownsburg because they couldn't quit cramping up. Probably around 90, 1995. Eric Riggs' his senior year and then – um senior year. And then Frankfurt had a really good group of seniors and sophomores. One of those years. And I just remember three of Frankfurt's
2: best players cramping in the, in the championship game because it was a hot – Case Arena is a hot gym. Very very warm. Where they film blue chips? What else? Block charge, Zach.
0: We don't. We don't have time to talk about that.
1: <laughs>
2: Block charge still. Oddly, is shocking.
0: Still the most controversial call. I have a simple solution to that. Or no call. Is it? Is it on my it pinned on my Twitter? I can't remember.
3: Oh boy. We getting the circle out under there.
0: Yes expand the circle
2: give the defender vertical space
1: my beef was just not calling anything when there's contact
2: well there's i
0: mean that's true but i mean
1: i don't care about the c- cylinder cuz you can have- i didn't see
0: the play but duke got screwed last night yesterday philipowski was fouled before the before the yeah. horn went off and i know they're going <laughs> by when the when the foul was signaled but the rule clearly states that the the play continues because the shot would have
2: counted, so the foul should have counted.
4: They went into so, overtime, right? They did. Because they lost. That. They lost. Yeah. I think so the fans were. They were mad that it went into overtime. Well, sure.
0: <laughs> we had to change to watch the game on ESPN News. But yeah, the way the rule, the way the rule reads, at all, not just for the ACC, but at all, if the shot is going to count, then the foul. Has to count too. So the referees botched it twice. It's hard to do. It's hard to make two mistakes in one situation. Do the refs get fined for that? I don't, probably to some degree. They definitely get marked.
4: A little slap on the wrist, maybe.
0: Yeah. I mean, there needs to be a rule in college basketball where these guys can't do more than three games in a week the schedule some of these dudes keep is, is ridiculous. And, uh, and I'm sure some of them rely on it financially. Yeah. More than others. But when you consider jet travel or just travel in general,
4: changing time zones and things like that. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Anybody else got anything? Carmel v. Center Grove.
2: That's it for me. Nope. I mean, we all agree with the solution, right? I mean, could I guess could have got somebody on here that didn't agree with that solution.
0: <laughs> it was, and it, you know, and it was it was well reasoned. Kids being kids, I get it, but you know, kids are dumb. When I was a kid, I was dumb. I might still be dumb. I don't know. <laughs> All right, best game,
3: Dominique. We, uh, I was able to watch one game this week. Nice. A full game. Start nice. Oh, stop Who moving? won? We got no Carmel. Moving. Yes. And Carol I was able Jeez. to watch a full game. And Carroll was up two at half. Um, Got him right where we want them. Yeah, they – I mean, no one – I mean, Carroll – Carmel just was really good defensively. I mean, Carroll just couldn't – at certain times, they just couldn't – they were moving the ball, trying to score, and they just couldn't score. You know, they, it was long possessions just because they couldn't get a shot up. And then in the second half, Sam Orm started going – nuts in the paint. Yeah, I think he had 12 straight points in the paint, like three or four dunks in a row. Um, Everything he scored was from the paint, except in the first half he did hit a three. Um, Jared Bonds was going in the paint as well for Carmel. It was pretty much those two, but then they were up about five or so in the second half, and they were kind of working the ball, making Carroll play defense, and then they hit a three to put him up eight. And then it got to 10. And uh, I told my buddy who I was watching it with, I was like, man, when Carmel's up 10, it's really like they're up kind of up 20. You know, it seems like that way. It seems like they're up a lot more than they are when, when you're playing Carmel. So Carol really never got back into it after that. They end up losing by 15 or 16 or something like that. But yeah, uh, at, that, at that point, you, you got to turn them over
0: because they're not going to beat them. They're not going to beat themselves. If you got to really get after them. And then the more the, the wider the more you stretch them out. If you if you if you extend their offense and don't turn them over, you're really in trouble because that's when the curl cuts and the rejects start to happen, and you're extremely vulnerable. But yeah, they they don't blow a lot of leads unless you if you can turn them over. It's a different story, and uh, they're getting Jake Griffin back at a good time. So happy about that. Kyler, get to any games this week?
4: I didn't get. I didn't get to a game, but streamed one. All right. um, I had Morgan Township uh, versus I thought You went uh, to that long. game? No. Oh God, no! It's a long drive for me. Um. Anyway, yeah, it was a long drive for everybody. It was a uh, uh, little uh, PCC. Uh, winner of that game came on first place or, you know, got a game above the other. Um, it was a fast paced game. Uh, Morgan Township ended up winning, uh, 67 to 54 a game of runs. Really. Um, Morgan Township started off, you know, the first quarter, it was all them. Um, and then cows exploded to like, <laughs> it was something crazy, like a 19 to run, um, to take the lead. Um, and then, you know, um, Morgan Township. They they went on a run. It was just a lot of back and forth. Eventually, Cal just didn't have the guys to compete with uh with Morgan Township. You know, great games on the Morgan Township side from Jaden Spratley, Keegan Holder, um, Bryant Rickey, Jack Wheeler, those guys really stepped up. Um, you know, made just made tough baskets. Um, it was a fun game. I'll tell you that for a one a level um up there, you know, both teams really competed. It's a rivalry game. Um so you know a lot of emotions that game. Um and the and Morgan Township just just had a few more studs than counts did. Yeah, those schools
1: studs. are like five miles apart.
4: Yeah, yeah. They they made that clear on the broadcast. Zach? Yeah.
1: Did, you, did you say they have studs? Yeah. A, a few more studs compared yeah. to counts.
0: <laughs> more, more of a question. <laughs>
1: Uh, my game last night was the best night that I saw of the three. Uh, Chesterton at Hammond Central. Mm. Um, if I would have said that, I, t- I talked to Dominique about this a little bit last night, that if uh, Jordan Woods scored six points, would you say Hammond Central still wins? I think the answer is probably no, um, right. but but they did. They were up 12 after the first quarter, and I kind of thought, okay, this is it, Chesterton's done, but Coach Irvin's got his guys going all the time. Uh, Tyler Parrish went off after that. He had five in the first quarter. Then he had, uh, I think, 18 in the second quarter uh, to keep him in it, him and Sims. uh, I think that was the issue with them last night was that it was just Tyler and and Justin, I mean – they weren't getting help from really anybody else, um, and yeah. and Hammond's got dudes that can score. Uh, over Over Sean hits threes all the time. Uh, Matthew King went off last night for them too. Uh, Woods affects the game in so many other ways, though. Also defensively, rebounding, dishing the ball off. He had some nice blocks too. Um, Ronnie, Bronny Hill's yeah. back for them. He was injured. He's uh six six sophomore i think is what he is he had a couple nice shots uh so it was just overall that was the best game for me last night but that was that was the block charge issue i had with with the game was last night because parrish took it to the basket at one point uh kind of got undercut and there was a no call yeah. so i think that kind of that could have changed like, the game for them
0: anything I guess i guess gotta see the video
1: yeah But But I
0: I do. If you extend the circle, you eliminate. Well, you would eliminate anything in the lane. To a point. I mean, obviously, somebody comes straight down the middle. But not too many kids are going to be able to jump from two thirds of the lane. If you if you extend the circle, the you know well we don't have one at the high school level. So if you had a circle that was extended from the, the the entire width of the lane. That would also go pretty high up the lane. You would get rid of any block charge situations where somebody was in the air and somebody else was planted on the ground trying to take a charge or moving on the ground.
1: Right. It, it was just a lot of contact, and there was just, and there was no call. It just went the other way. Hamlin got the rebound and went the other way. You, know, so you, yeah. allow, you You
0: allow the defender, the vertical space, to jump. It creates different angle at contact and, and it diffuses any serious injury. Now, I guess you could land and sprain an ankle, but you're taking that risk too, even if he's in the air or not. I, I would say you're still at a higher risk with the guy stationary on the planet on the ground. But that's another discussion. My game was last night, at University Park Tudor, it was for their conference championship. And it, it was a fun game. Uh, university got up on them early and never never gave it up. And Park Tudor fought back, cut it to three a couple times. The lead was for University was mostly eight, nine, eh, seven, eight, most of the game. Uh, Jermaine Coleman got going after the first quarter. Um, had some nice plays in the second quarter, then the third. There, there is a little bit, there's a little part of this that says, you know what, there's times where he probably could be a, bi- a big, a bigger paint presence. Uh, but he is, but he's so, you know, he's definitely good shooter and can impact the game offensively with, you know, rebounding, hitting the glass. Um. But, you know, I think university pretty much zoned him the whole game. Mr. Dowdy in the room. Coming at us from coming, coming at us from Ben Davis. He's a liar. He says four good looking guys in here. Well, there may be three good looking guys. I don't
4: know. I'll take that. Thanks, man.
0: Yeah. All right. Um Kyler, who was your best play or best team? I guess they're not a game, huh?
4: Yeah, Morgan <laughs> I Township. I guess the winner I mean, of that game, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's been like this past two weeks. Um, I'm hoping that changes. I, I got to get out to more games um, these next couple of weeks. But anyway, Morgan Township, uh, I think they're on like a 13-game winning streak right now. Um, they were great. Um, I, I, we talked about it a little bit in our chat that night. But uh, I was impressed with their defense. Uh, really just hard nose defense. Really pressured Cal sometimes. Forced them into really tough um, unbalanced shots. Um, they just brought it. And I was a big fan of the four guys that I mentioned earlier, James Spratly, Jack Wheeler, Bryant, Ricky, Keegan Holder. Those were the guys that kind of stepped up, um, and played well that game. Um, they got a good squad. Um, I think coming out of the North, I mean, they might be one of the favorites to come out of the North in the 1A, but they're, they're a good team. Um, well coached, uh, just defensively just was a real big fan of their system.
1: Zach. Uh, best team, uh, man. This is tough because I watched Northwood play and beat the brakes off of Mishawaka Friday night too. Um, Before, that sounds sounds I guess, like a good
0: place to start. Wasn't Mishawaka having a good year? Uh,
1: yeah, they were decent. Uh, <laughs> down two starters, they were down. Uh, oh,
0: okay. That makes some,
1: that makes some sense. Yeah, but still, I don't. I mean, they were
0: fourteen and four coming into the game, and they lose by damn near forty. I'm like, what
1: the hell? Yeah, I mean, Arthur Jones was out. That's uh, marcus burton's cousin uh he, he can score but mr but basketball's had, cousin yeah mr basketball's cousin sorry <laughs> uh, get it right <laughs> i know uh rosh and Brenner Brenner. sorry my gosh those two dudes rosh went off in the first quarter Brenner's rest of the game for him it was running clock in the third fourth third or fourth quarter i can't remember when it started then i haven't um, seen a
0: running clock game yet
1: yeah, I mean, that's oh, a good
4: thing, right? But
1: I was at Michigan City yesterday and this the whole second half was running clock, also. So
4: geez. Um not necessarily a bad thing.
1: No, that was a good one. No, it's not, was. but <laughs> but <laughs> this is
4: where our society has gotten
0: to. Oh, go
1: ahead. <laughs> geez.
0: Dominique, what's your best team? We I got six. I got like six minutes.
1: Northwood. Carmel. Northwood, best team.
3: Sorry. Oh, best team. Yeah. Sorry. Car- Carmel. Um Preach, paint brother, points. Let's go. Paint points. <laughs> this game was all about paint points, man. Bonds nah, and Horn. I'm kidding. They were uh everything was in the paint for them. Um and uh yeah, defensively, like I said, they're really good, but they were just kind of overwhelmed Carroll in the second half and and uh got an easy win then. How did Jake Griffin look? He was good, he had a big brace on his knee. Like I said, he, he, I think he no. No, but he no. hit a he hit a buzzer beater jumper at the end of the third and then he hit a couple free throws in the fourth um but yeah, I don't no one else really did much outside of bonds and orm Orm had twenty seven bonds had around fifteen or so
2: mine's Kokomo uh rich their win against Richmond um.
0: It was, a, it was a tight game until Badunga started getting going. Richmond did a great job of, of containing him. They fouled the heck out of him. And when the referees started calling things is when things started to get a little loose for Richmond. Shane Spear was fabulous. And he started getting going about this time last year as well. I mean, he was definitely the difference against Westfield in the, in the regional last year, just because of his size, his ball handling um, he he plays at his own pace, basically (laughs) literally at his own pace. And he's also an excellent outside shooter, especially off the pass. I mean, stationary. And he's got a little ball fake. He can sidestep it, hit that three as well. And he can also drive and get downhill off ball screen action and, and finish and I mean, he would struggle to finish against someone like Badunga, but you know, badunga happens to be on his team, so it's not an issue. Huh. Um, how he'll do against other length remains to be seen. But they are playing outstanding basketball themselves. You were right, Tyler, Kyler on Morgan Township's winning streak. Kokomo is looking a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine game winning streak. They've got at Western, at Anderson will be a great one. Next week, and that Huntington Northwestern will be decent. Um, but the Anderson game might be for them. It is, will be, will be, not might be, will be for the Northeastern or North Central, wow, North Central Conference. Both teams are 8-0 and in North Central Conference play. My team of the week is Kokomo. My player... I'll just, just double dip here is it could be Badunga. Badunga had a triple double, my version of a triple double, 19 points, 11 rebounds, 11 drawn fouls. I think that should count as a triple double category. And we, could have been fouled 20 times. Probably. But it's, it's a stat. It's literally a stat. It's on their box score. It's a stat.
3: Um, is that that's what FD is. Yeah,
0: FD. Yeah. Okay, fouls, fouls, fouls I, I've wrong. seen those. <laughs> we I like, yeah. I'm
3: not
0: just 0%. making. I'm not out here making stuff up. <clears throat> that's a first.
1: I've always wondered that too. FD. If I was I'll, making
4: I'll,
3: stuff up. <laughs> well, I was thinking. Yeah. I was thinking like <laughs> deflections or like I don't know what that thing. I know FD isn't obviously not. FD stands but, for effing deflections. Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Let's go.
0: let's effing go um sabian kane from university um now part of what he does you know you wonder how that looks against legit you know legitimate rim protection uh you know i thought that at times coleman could have been a bigger presence at the rim but he's trying to avoid fouls because they just—they're just not the same team with him not out there. But Kane is relentless, getting to the basket. He hit some contested shots, He hit contested threes yesterday. He is definitely the uh, the the engine that trucks that University train going, and University is definitely going to be a threat at two A. They handled their business last night against another team that will be a threat at the two A level. Park Tudor saving Kane. Um, He's got a little dog in him now and there's, that's obviously a good thing. He, he's not afraid of the moment and, uh, you know, he, he wants the ball. He's not selfish. Um, he's athletic enough to finish the rim. And, and again, against legitimate, against a physical inside presence, maybe he has to work out ways to have a better, like more of a mid paint finishing game. Uh, you know, but I don't know how many of those people he's going to come across. You know, in the two A in the two A state championship, I don't see
2: them getting past a, a Linton, but he's not going to be afraid of the moment,
1: and he was really good last night.
2: Zach, who was your player? We-
1: um, it's it's tough to stay away from. Jamie Hodges when he drops fifty in a game on Tuesday, thirty Friday and thirty three yesterday. Uh, but, but I'm gonna stay away from him. Oh. <laughs> wow! Yeah, screw that. Screw you, Jamie <coughs> Hodges. You come
0: get fifty one. Yeah, why not? Can we not get to the forties twice?
1: Yeah, come on, pick it up a little bit. No, I, I, oh, man, it was so hard for me to go against Tyler Parrish last night against Hammond. And at their defense, he sliced through them so easy. He handles the ball so well, I feel like, much better than maybe even last year. But I guess the ball wasn't in his hands as much last year with, with Travis Grayson there. But uh, he had 35 last night, rebounded so well, got to the basket and finished really well. Uh, finished through contact, finished over guys at the rim, uh, hit a couple threes. He just... Tyler Parrish was really impressive to me last night. He's a junior for Chesterton. He's had some big games, and he loves that competition. He's talking about dog with Sabian Kane, and Tyler Parrish had some dog in him last night too. He was jawing a little bit with Jordan Woods, which I think Woods thrives on that too, but uh, Tyler Parrish was a dude last night. Sorry, Hodges.
0: Chesterton going to get through. We we want that Chesterton-Penn matchup, don't we?
1: I mean, they got to play Munster, though, right? they not learn sectional Well, one. but
0: no Hammond. Wait, hold on. No Chesterton's in sectional two. Uh, Hammond Central and Munster okay, are in the same there, sectional. Yeah. I knew there was a something there. It's more compelling when like the the teams are different. You know, like Hammond Central versus Munster is a is a great game. Hammond Central versus Chesterton is a great game Munster versus Chesterton ends up being a rock fight. Right. 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 <laughs> Not unlike a lot of the games I see with Carmel sometimes, you know, is, and a lot of it's two good teams, you know, two teams that really defend and know each other really well. Um, yeah. Uh, Munster and Hammond central lake Central's having a good year. I don't know. I'd like to see, I mean, I, I have a hard time going against Hackett, but I'd like to see, uh, and play either one of those two, Chesterton or uh, Hammond Central.
1: Yeah, I think I think Hammond Central would be tricky for Penn.
0: It'd be interesting, but if 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 Parish is getting to the if Parish is cutting through their defense, getting to the basket, what's what's uh, Burton doing?
1: Right, right. I, I mean, but they still lost. So. Well, yeah. So you got to stop. You got to stop Hammond Central's dudes too.
2: Wait, and got, Chesterton's has got to play on both ends of the floor?
1: Damn it. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <a minute. laughs> I mean, with Garrett Clark out for uh, Portage, that kind of makes Chesterton's sectional touch easier, if you can say that.
0: Man, they've done well against other sectional teams for sure. Dominique, who's your best player?
3: Sam Orm, paint points, uh, four dunks. But then uh, kind of more impressively, his defense, man, he was – uh, Draylen Truesdale and his brother were getting right to the rim on some of their drives and, and on the break and they couldn't finish over him. You know, he's pinning it off the backboard. Probably f- he had three, four blocks like that. Um, so yeah, defensively, he was, he was really good as well. And I'm telling you, man, he's, he's gotta be, he's six, man. He's six ten, six eleven, man. Ooh. He's big. Sam warm. He looks nice. huge. On, he's on a legit, six he's a legit six, eight. I don't think he's six nine, man. I mean, well, he was taller. He, he was, was
4: six. Fred
0: Poops confirmed six nine. Ah. Well, he's taller. He's taller than Zane. Than Zane Doughty.
3: He's big. They,
0: when they jump, when they jump, circle, when they jump center, start the game. He was taller.
3: Is Zane six eight. We, we can get get that from his dad here in the chat.
0: Yeah. Can we get confirmed? I don't know if he's still in there or not. No, he's not in. Well, wait.
3: Uh, room.
0: Hold on. Hold on.
1: Orm's been our dude for a few times now.
0: Orm is yeah. a dude.
3: He's he's great. I've only picked him a couple of times, so I can't.
4: Just-
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was forced. I was forced to do it. So go no, ahead. you were not this bullshit.
0: <laughs> All right, locks.
1: Quick, quickly,
0: Zach. Quickly. Who's got him? Anybody got the locks ready? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. i will go. I'm All going. Right. Munster over seventeen and one. Lake Station. Yep. And I'm going to say new pal over Mount Vernon.
2: New struggling right now. You get right. Dominique.
3: Pike over Southport. Pike struggled.
0: Pike lost to Mount Vernon
3: yesterday. Southport, Southport got, got 20 kills. balled by
0: twenty balled by HSC, who got 20 balled by Carroll, who got 20 That's balled right. by Carmel.
3: Let's get it. It's going to be a – Pike's going to get the win at Southport Tuesday. When what did we the get the final score? Did we get 16-17. No, we didn't.
4: Yeah, oh geez. Kyler,
0: who, Kyler, who's your Morgan Township dude? <laughs> Keegan Holder. There we tough, go. Sorry, tough, Keegan. Tough player. Sorry, Keegan.
1: <laughs> he dropped fifty on Tuesday, also or no? <laughs> no. Okay.
4: Uh, oh, I don't know. Did he? Well, no, I don't know. Okay. Second. Anyway, Keegan Holder. He, he's great scoring through contact. He had like four or five and ones, but he's a he's a tough dude. Congrats, Keegan.
0: Good call. Back. My bad. My bad, Kyler. Second, Second game, logs. Dominique.
3: Zionsville over Fishers Friday at Fishers. Ooh, I like it. I like that one. Both teams playing well. Uh, my locks
2: are going to be Oak Hill over Tipton. Upset the mothership.
0: Oh, I was going to that game. Oh, damn. I got Carmel Warren that same night, too. Oh, my God.
1: Jeez. Expand your horizons a little.
0: Yeah, I got to do a little recruiting to Friday. I think we'll see. We'll see oh, what man. happens. I've seen Carmel like a month.
1: I don't know. Oh, no. Oh, withdrawal. my level. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I haven't seen Penn in like a month either. So, man.
0: And then my second lock is. I don't. I Clearly, I'm not prepared for this stuff. Um, my second lock is going to be South Ripley over Greensburg.
4: Finding Cole Henry's.
0: You're playing well. Kyler, your locks.
4: I'm going to go rough, rough week for Fishers. I'm going to go Lawrence North over uh, Fishers on Tuesday. I'm going to go. I'm going to be at that game. Um, and then I'm going to
0: go right now. Do I say so we're hating on Coach Weiniger right now?
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but now I'm gonna go, uh, road win Bloomington North over Columbus North.
0: They just beat Bloomington South, Columbus North did. how we do last week? Anderson over Fishers. Yeah, did that happen?
1: Yeah,
3: overtime.
0: <clears throat> Penn beat South Bend, Washington. Oh, yeah. Dominique's Homestead lost to Wayne. Brownsburg yeah. beat Noblesville. Yep, mine. Scienceville over Center Grove. That 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 one was Scienceville was really good. They were impressive. Um, shit, that could have easily been my team of the week. Eastern, I had Eastern over Eastern Peaking over Corridon The Corden won in overtime. Kyler had Linton over Terre Haute South. They won. They won. Yeah. And then you had Bedford over Brownstown. I'm guessing that did
2: not go well.
4: Close one. close one. close one,
0: not Yeah. Whoa. So it did not go well for Bedford. Got it. It did not go <laughs>
2: well.
0: <laughs> All right, last thing. Where's everybody heading this week?
4: Lawrence North and Fishers Tuesday. Friday, yep. it's a, it's a toss-up between Zinesville and Fishers, or I might go see Heritage Hills.
0: Oh, there you go.
1: Anyone want to chaperone a junior high dance for me on Friday? No, oh. Come on, Come
0: on. <laughs> I'm coin flipping Carmel <laughs> Warren You know what I can go to Oak Hill Logan's on Thursday And then I can go see Carmel Warren On Friday so that's what I'm doing Then Saturday I'll be doing senior night At Greenfield We're getting into oh, that territory It's that time
1: now Saturday yeah. I got two Let's... words Power Maple McConaughey at Culver Academy. My God. Power Maple. Let's you should go. have watched him in the, go
0: down to the fall. If you come down to the fall league, you could have gotten a large dose of Power Maple.
4: Go <laughs> Cooper Farrell.
3: Nice. I got uh, Concordia at Wayne Friday night, and then North Central at Carroll Saturday. All right. Anything else?
0: Stop rushing the court. I'll try to tuck in the reeds later. You know, I got a little thing at
1: the beginning for the reads. Come on. It's fine. Blow the whistle, ref. No, not just block chart. There's got to be a block. It's got to be something. Call something.
0: Subscribe to our web. Subscribe to our feed. Thanks, Mr. Dowdy, for coming into the room. <laughs> Bring friends next week. We're going to blow <laughs> this thing up. Next week, we're going to record in the evening, 5 o'clock, Sunday. That's when the draw is. So hopefully we can have the quadcast going. We're going to try and get some coaches in here, um, pop in, et cetera, so forth. I'm going to be working on that all week. Last year we had Coach Coach Brown come in. We had Coach Hawkins come in. Uh, actually, Coach Hawkins kind of just snuck in. Tried to get him to predict sectional winner, and he wouldn't do
3: it. Zane is 6'9", get- by the way. According I'm to the firm. dad. Knew it. Prep loops is never wrong.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It could be a little hair issue there going to because Saint's girlfriend got that got that those rows pretty tight. <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> I'll. I'll uh, that's a whole other topic. Zane's hair is awesome. Anyway, All right, everybody, good.
3: Yes, we're good. Uh, All right, until
0: next week. See everybody.